This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Our goal is to make these parties the best ever. We've got some surprises in store for those attending and encourage everyone, of course, to wear white and to show their support for our Winnipeg Jets. As Dana mentioned, we know the entire hockey world watches these events and marvels at the incredible atmosphere that our fans create, both inside and outside of our rink. That's Kevin Donnelly, Vice President of Venues and Entertainment for True North Sports and Entertainment. Of course, at 11 o'clock, just over an hour ago, the details of the 2023 edition of the Whiteout Street Party were revealed. Um, it's, uh, the tickets are going to be made available uh, on Ticketmaster Monday at 10 a.m. There's going to be 5,000 for uh, Donald Street Party between Portage and Graham. They're going to be $10 with $5 going to the United Way. That's going to open two hours prior to puck drop. Uh, licensed food, lots of surprises, two giant screens on either end of Donald, and then a 1,000 uh, tickets for 20 bucks, four hours ahead of puck drop, will be at True North Square uh, for a party in the plaza where there'll be some more amen- amenities. Of course, if you're not going to be going to the party, everybody encourage, uh, encouraged to wear white, blue light, uh, change your light uh, to blue in uh, your front door of your home, which is a great little uh, tidbit of information as we await the ending of the Colorado-Nashville game to see who's going to take first place in the Central. Is it going to be Colorado? Is it going to be Dallas? Then we'll have some more concrete answers as to um, how the playoffs uh, are going to be formatted, when the game times are going to be, uh, what days are going to be um, the Winnipeg Jets at home. The belief is they're going to be Saturday and Monday because game one is going to be uh, Tuesday uh, in Vegas and game two will be Thursday in Vegas. And uh, of course the anticipation is they're going to be following the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay lightning series. So they are going to be late games around nine or nine 30. Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, with all that. All that aside, Jim, how you doing? I'm doing well. Well, it's a uh, playoff time. The regular season has ended and now we wait with anticipation for the jets to return to the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Jets over the Knights. I'm too. We'll I'm get too. into it and dissect it and everything else, but um, that's uh, that's the first question for our guest now, Sean Reynolds, Sportsnet yeah. host and reporter. Sean, are you taking first of first and foremost? We're going at you with the big heavy question: Jets or right. Vegas Golden Knights? Um, just say yeah, it. Say, I, say it, Sean. I know you want to say it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not taking the Jets. Uh, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's going to be Vegas and six. <laughs> Oh um, no! I, I know you guys. Are, I know everyone's getting pumped, and I know you know the last little stretch of hockey. Everyone's like losing their mind about it. I, I think that there's a, there's a massive question that needs to be answered here, and that question is, who are the Winnipeg Jets? And it's insane that after 82 games, we don't know the answer to that question. Are, are they are they a team that doesn't show up some nights and leans on Connor Hellebuck to win games for them, like they did just a, a little while against the. Uh, sorry, just a couple games ago against uh, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, sometimes they're that. Sometimes they go and ju- are just so absolutely dominant, you couldn't imagine anyone beating them. Sometimes they don't show up at all. I mean, usually the answer to who the best teams are in the NHL are the teams that are the most consistent. Um, and that has not been by any stretch of the imagination the Winnipeg Jets this year, whereas the Vegas Golden Knights are a team that outside of a sleepy stretch that they had right around when the December turned to January 
they've been a pretty consistent team the entire time. Now, are there are there reasons to believe for the Jets? Most definitely there are. Again, you know, when they play at the top of their game, they look fairly dominant. Connor Hellebuck is a huge reason to believe. The fact that the opposing team doesn't know who their goaltender is going to be heading into this series and that the very likely candidate is a former Winnipeg Jets backup who spent the majority of this season in the AHL. I mean, that right there is reason to question. Um, But when it comes down to it, uh, the one thing that stands out to me in this situation is when the Jets were a good team at the beginning of the year, when everyone was starting to say, are these guys elite? Are they showing signs of being an elite team? At that time, the Winnipeg Jets went up a couple of times against the Vegas Golden Knights and they didn't look like they belonged in the same rink at them. So when the Jets were at their most mighty this season, they were destroyed on the ice. But now they did get a single point. And why? Because Connor Hellebuck had one of the greatest performances of the season to take that game into overtime, and they ended up losing that game in overtime. But what we've seen so far is we know what we should expect from the Vegas Golden Knights. We have no idea which version of the Winnipeg Jets is going to show up, and that's somewhat concerning and makes it hard for me to you know, jump on the bandwagon and say the Jets are back, baby. And that's a great point, Sean, because like we're going to dissect it and get into the matchups as it gets into next week and over the weekend and all that. But um, it also, like even when I'm taking the Jets, and, and I'll explain it as we go forward here closer to the playoffs, it's amazing the Vegas Golden Knights are, have won the the West, right? Like it's Crazy. it's kind of Crazy. looking at this team, and when I look at the matchups, I, I think the depth of of skill and forward depth favors the Jets. I I like the King or the Knights, sorry, defense, and then I obviously give them the 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 Jets the nod and goal. But yet I'm talking about them like to me when I look at the the Knights on paper, they look like a team that might have finished sixth. And and totally. and is playing the eighth ranked team like it, it's how did they win the division with this lineup or the well, West I should say so so the style the style of play that they play and that's another reason why I think the Jets uh, well you know they they should they should struggle against the Vegas Golden Knights from what I've seen and the reason why is the same reason that the Jets that dominant team in 2018 lost to the Vegas Golden Knights in 2018 and what everyone thought was a surprise. But if you look at that series, they were very repeatable games outside of the first period of that series where the Jets jumped out to, to, to basically take game one by dominating them in the first 10 minutes. The next two periods looked like the following uh, 12 periods in that series in that the Winnipeg Jets are a team that do that they do best when they play with flow, right? So you guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. When the Jets get rolling and they get the puck in your zone and they don't give it back and they cycle and they change while the, the defenders are stuck in the zone and they can't get out of the zone and the Jets just keep rolling and rolling and rolling, that's who the Winnipeg Jets' core players are. That's what they love doing. That's when they feel their best. When they're flowing they are almost impossible to stop. What Vegas is really, really good at, and it's in the way they play, and even though their roster has changed so much since 2018, they target a lot of the same players that can do that. They're really good at interrupting your flow. They're really good at getting into passing lanes. They're really good at knocking pucks down. They're really good at turning it back up ice once they do that, and they really don't allow you to set up 
and just chew away like a dog on a bone, like the Winnipeg Jets do when they look at their best. And that's what makes this kind of a special team. I mean, I've, I, I've been watching down the stretch and I've been thinking the exact same question. I look, no one's uh, has eye popping stats on that team. Uh, clearly, like we talked about the goaltending, it looks to be an issue, but the way they play, it's fast. It's interruptive. Um, and, and the Jets I have found are a team that, you know, a team like the Boston Bruins is, is designed to, to play that way. But also, you know, if you want to turn this into a grind fest, we'll do that. The Winnipeg Jets are a team offensively at the very least, uh, are a team that needs flow to get that good feeling going. The one thing, as I talk about this, that I would suggest there still remains hope is when they truly get right down to the Rick bonus blueprint and play that blueprint that is just designed on doing the same thing, not really trying to jump out offensively, but just trying to take the puck back, take the puck back, take the puck back from their opposition. And if they do that and then just turn this into a muck it out series where they get some goals, like actually Johnson Fialbi had uh, in that game last night, where it's just throw it to the net, get that rebound, pop it in. If they can continuously play that, style of hockey get those kind of goals and just really focus first on shutting things down defensively in other words make it a really boring series i do think they have that is their best chance of getting past the vegas golden Knights. which line of the winnipeg jets uh could get them over the finish line there in, in your mind sean is it the first line with 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 shifley and, and pierre luc dubois and kyle connor the second with Demesnikov, uh ehlers if he's good to go and and, and blake wheeler or, or perhaps even the third line with with lowry and you know rider uh, and Mason Appleton. Oh God, I don't think there is a question and there shouldn't be a question in anyone's mind who is the heartbeat of the Winnipeg Jets and who's been carrying them over the finish line this last little while. And that's Adam Lowry's line. And, you know, adding Niederreiter to it has made them that much more dangerous. But whoever Adam Lowry is with right now, like I take a look at that video, you guys, that the Jets did a brilliant video of him walking off the ice after that fight with Ryan Reeves and the way that his teammates are reacting to him after that fight, this guy right now, every single guy in that Winnipeg Jets locker room is turning and looking and getting their cues from Adam Lowry. And I'll say this, this surge that they made at the end of the season that got them over the line, I put that all in the hands of Adam Lowry. He's the guy that got these guys going, not just, you know, got their heartbeats going, not just, you know, the leadership, but like he's gone out and done it too. He's gone and, you know, put the work in, scoring the goals, shutting things down defensively, uh, especially on the penalty kill, which has just been murderous the last little while. This Adam Lowry right now is going, and he's a big body who just looks like he cannot be stopped, and he's scoring the kind of goals that you can score on game one of the season or game seven overtime in the Stanley cup final, he's playing the game the right way. He's everything like the Winnipeg jets have been looking for an identity for a long time. And they haven't been able to find it. I feel like Adam Lowry walked out and started leading this team. And as they've shaped themselves in Adam Lowry's image, they have now started to turn and become a much more dangerous team that we're, than we thought they had a capability of being at least over the last couple of months. Sean Reynolds, Sportsnet host and reporter joining us. Uh, Sean, thanks so much. And uh, Hey, enjoy the playoffs. No doubt guys. You too.
Thanks, Sean. Exciting time of the year. I look forward to it. Lots to talk about. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about what Sean was just discussing there. I mean, he's taking the Vegas Golden Knights. I think I'm going to go. I'm going for the Winnipeg Jets. I, they I, they are the it. betting favorite. And, and and that's what I brought it up. 51 wins this year. And they won the West. And I look at this team and I'm like, how do they keep winning? And Sean brought up those oh. points. But I, I think playoffs are a little different. And, and we'll get into this yeah. about this compared to the Oilers. Let's, but I got some points to make. But I'm with you. I like the Jets. Let's take this. a break. Let's come back. The Golden Knights don't. Tom just texted us 22, four and five since the all-star break. So they've been pretty good. And uh, as the Winnipeg Jets have heated up over March, so have the Golden Knights. You can look at some of those stats. We've got lots to get to here. Lots, lots of stuff. This is, this is the fun time. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, this is it. The end this of an era. This is it. The one minute power play will run out today <laughs> with Sarah Slay McCarthy. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you? How are you feeling? Indifferent. It's good. It's good. Indifferent. It's good. Indifferent. <laughs> I, you know what? I would have actually rather are you, you said. Are you dead inside? I'd rather you said. Cold blood. I'm so happy that this is over than saying no. indifferent. That yeah. is way worse. I'd rather you said good riddance than, well, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. That's way of course worse. it affects indifferent. me. I'm indifferent. We made you. <laughs> I've enjoyed joking around with you guys. When the brass every- called us in to say we need to, we're thinking about promoting McCarthy. Can we talk to you guys? Oh my god! And we said, book it with our agents. We're busy. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll we made time, time at the pub on a Saturday night to meet with the chorus brass <laughs> to bestow how yeah. we feel that you are perfect for the morning news job. Oh my gosh. So what's Stop. the final power play question? Well, so this is the this is from uh, I think this is from Kevin the Garbage Man. If I'm correct. <laughs> okay. And this is really important, and I'm glad I can provide this one. Um, I and Kevin says I have a question for Sarah. I worked in Dryden for 30 years, <gasps> about 30 years ago. Really? About 30 minutes past Dryden, there is a town called Wabagoon. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Of course. You've been to Wabagoon. Yes. What'd you do in Wabagoon, Sarah? There's not much to do. Why'd you go there? <laughs> Just so well, you? not there. I think they used to have a chip truck or Don't something. Don't forget like where that. you're from. <laughs> I now never that you're do. on the morning Stop news, for a hot dog and some and some yeah. French fries. Yes, yes. It was Wabagoon's great. Well, this well, now, has been this <laughs> has been underwhelming. Wabagoonins <laughs> will be going to Dryden for some Skadge pizza. Exactly. Which yeah. I'm not letting go, by the way. No. And your dad better. <laughs> Work over that check because I'm starting to get annoyed. I've been really trying to be cool, but now that you're off the power play, like he's got to get his it's button time. gear here. Okay. Well, and seriously, finally, thank you is, both. Well, yeah. Well, we sincerely wish you all the best. It's well deserved, and we couldn't be more proud of having such a massive role in your broadcasting <laughs> career. But we do want to thank you for your your kind heart and your generosity oh. with doing this with us. And as Jonathan Tave said last night, all good things must come to an end. It's true. So it's the power true. play will now and, rest. And I forgive you for stabbing us in the back. <laughs> So. Oh my gosh. Thank you both, you guys. Um, hopefully, some people got some smiles out of this, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> some know. Smiles. I think we annoyed yeah. a lot of people. Maybe some people smiled, maybe people <sighs> frown, but I'm indifferent. Either That's way, your... either way, it'll be. <laughs> That's your final one minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Thanks, Hope, Sarah. Thank you both again. Hopefully, of all the thousands of people we've annoyed, one or two people got a smile out of it. That's classic, Sarah. Classic Sarah. Great stuff. You hear her in the mornings. She's going to be stuck with me in the mornings and stuff like that. So it's good. Way to go, Sarah. Really, really proud of you. Yeah, we sprung this on her and she ran with it. And that's all you can ask from a broadcasting colleague. That and donuts. Yeah, this texter says Sarah carried the power play show. Who's replacing her? Chat GPT. 
It's a good question. Maybe we'll get some AI. We'll get AI Sarah to uh, to fill mm-hmm. in. It's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. I'll just roll through uh, some of the questions we're getting from everybody as they're, as they're tuning into the program. Details about the Whiteout Street Party. Tickets on sale Monday at 10 a.m. on Ticketmaster. 5,000 are going to be at the Donald Street Party between Portage and Graham adjacent to Canada Life Center, $10, 5 bucks of that goes to the United Way. It's going to open two hours prior. Uh, licensed uh, food, surprises, two giant screens on the other side of Donald. It's going to be a good time. 1,000 tickets for the True North Square uh, party in the plaza. More amenities are going to be there. It's going to be f- open four hours earlier. That's going to be $20. And, of course, everybody uh, put their blue lights outside and wear white. Change your uh, light in the front door up to blue. That's a good thing going around. Uh, in the community here. And if you uh, are wondering when the games are again, uh, game one is going to be Tuesday in Vegas, game two, Thursday in Vegas. Uh, expect those to be late night games around nine or nine 30, just probably in, nine, yeah. probably nine, just in, wait, get ready to anticipate that. And then uh, the belief going around right now is that when, once the Nashville and Colorado game is over and if we'll see if Colorado takes first, or they're going to be the second spot in the central division, We'll know more about the timing and when these games are actually going to go in Winnipeg. But the belief right now is they're going to be Saturday and Monday, but we're going to have to wait and see. There. That's, yes. that's all the information. Tuesday, Thursday, here. and uh, the Leafs Lightning will be going Tuesday, Thursday prior. Yeah. Um, and then I would assume, well, I don't assume it'll be the Kings and the uh, Edmonton Oilers yeah, on gonna, Monday. They'll go the Monday, Wednesday. Days, yeah. yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that's all the information. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Who are the players, Jim, that are still on both teams from back in 2018? Marsha Show. Yes. William Carlson. Yeah, that's it. Zach Whitecloud. Yes. Shay Theodore. Shay Theodore. William Carrier. William Willie, uh, Willie Riley Smith and Braden McNabb. Braden McNabb are the seven players right. that are still on the Vegas Golden Knights from that series back in 2018, five years ago. Holy wow. moly! Um, the Winnipeg Jets. The guy still on that team: Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, Connor Hellebuck, Adam Lowry, Josh Morrissey, Mark Scheifele, and Blake Wheeler. Now, is that series, Jim, in your mind? Still something that's being carried by those seven players in the Winnipeg Jets, losing that in five games. I'm still devastated. Knowing that they're players about, uh, they must have taken that a heck of a lot harder than me, uh, just a fan of the team. But do you think that that still has carryover? I do, and I'll tell you why. Like, I remember that series, as, as most Jets fans do, and I remember covering it. I remember I've told this story before, but at the end of the game, I went down, and then Golden Knights assistant coach Ryan McGill, who I got to know when he was a coach of the Kootenai Ice, now the Winnipeg Ice, and covered his team for three and a half years. I went down to, to speak to him after the the series and and congratulate him and get caught up. And, and I just said, what were your thoughts on the series? And he said, well, again, I, I thought two things. He said, Connor Hellebuck is going to be a dynamic superstar goaltender in this league, but Fleury was just better. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I didn't think, you know, but, but that goalie is going to be outstanding. And he said, I felt Dustin Bufflin ran out of gas. And he said the big man is a difference maker in yeah. every – he was in the first two rounds for the for the Jets, he said. And I just felt like, you know, after that game one, he ran out of gas. So that was his – as a coach of the Golden Knights, he's now with the New Jersey Devils impression. But because of that and why I, I, I like this matchup much better than the Oilers is, I think the Oilers remember the sweep. 
And I think they don't like the Jets. And I think they would like to none. Like, it's a focus of winning round by round. But if you can do it against somebody that upset you, it's just that that more amped up. So I honestly, if this was an Oiler-Jets series, I'll be really honest with everybody listening, I would have taken the Oilers in five. Yeah. I would have been nicer and said six. I'm taking the Jets in six in this series because everything Sean Reynolds talked about, they have a great system, the style that they play. I look at the matchup earlier in the year where I don't think both teams are the same. But this lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights, although are perfect for the system they played, and that's the thing that Dean Cassidy has brought to that team, is getting them to play the system really well. Is I just think when I look at these lines, the Jets' top six compared to the Vegas Golden Knights' top six is more skilled, dangerous, and dynamic. Mm-hmm. The third line of Stephenson, Barbashev, and Kessel is very interesting to me because I think they have a little more offense than Lowry, Niederreiter, and Appleton. Mm-hmm. But I think that Lowry, Appleton, and Niederreiter can outplay that third line and be a difference. I think and, they can outplay most of the lines there for the... I think they can take down anybody, honestly. Yeah. The way that they've been playing over the last little bit. And I was thinking maybe when they put Niederreiter on that line, I was thinking, uh, maybe he should be up in the top six. But it was... It, it was, just adds so much wor- more offense. Totally. Yeah. It's worked out so well. So Howden, Roy, and Koser, um, Keegan Kolzar, uh, sorry, um, I know he's a local kid. Uh, I, I like that line. It's a good fourth-line grinding mm-hmm. line. But with Barron on that fourth line because Anita Ryder. So I, I really like the matchup in the forwards. Now, the defense for the, the Golden Knights, I really like. Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, Theodore, Hutton, and Hag. Hutton and Hag, I think, can cause them some problems. Yeah. Um, and I do like that top four pairing and going up against the Jets' top four pairing. I think it's just a little bit deeper and experienced, especially Martinez and Petrangelo, right? Yeah. But the goaltending is no question. And I, I even include in that two-time Stanley Cup champion Jonathan Quick at 39 years old. So to the point of five years ago, all I can think about is Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. And Connor Hellebuck is not only, I think, the top goaltender, top three in this league, But add in the fact that, remember those quotes after the Vegas series? I honestly don't know why we're losing. We put in the work. We're outplaying them. We're getting more chances than them. And he wasn't being facetious. It was out of the realm of his possibility that they could lose to the Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. I think that comes to the forefront here. Much like if the Oilers were coming going, remember when they swept us and we were in every game and we only lost by one? We're deeper. We've got to, you know... I think that Connor Hellebuck is going to go into this series and says, no way I'm losing to this team again. Now, it has to be played, and I do yeah. think that the Knights can get two games out of this. I don't think it's going to be a lot of 6-5 games. I don't think it's going to be wide open. I think it's going to be grind. But I like the Jets in this matchup. And I, it's weird because they have 51 wins and 100 and some points, and they won the West. But I just think the Jets match up. And given the fact of the way they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. Now, to Sean Reynolds' point, they have to like be this team. Like, what are they? It's Heckle and Jide that Heckle and uh, yeah, but it's, it has been Jekyll and Hyde, but ha- and hasn't, Hyde, hasn't this month changed your mind about it? And I looked at the stats over the last little bit, and, and, and it started to take a lot closer look to how the Winnipeg Jets were at the start of the year. Okay, so their goals for jumped up over the la- over this month, over the last six, seven games, has jumped back up to 11th in the league. Okay, their goals against has went down to 4th. Allow over the over over March, they allowed one point eight three goals a game. That's less than two goals a game. 
right? And now Vegas is right there. I mean, they're in third and goals against, and their offense is right below the Winnipeg Jets. Like they've heated up at the same time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. But haven't have but haven't the Winnipeg Jets sort of returned to what they were in the beginning of the season? Has it doesn't that change how things are? Because like I don't want to talk about the ga- two games back in October and December. Like I think it's obviously a note to talk about, but that December game it was back in December. That was a back and forth game. The Jets were fighting for first place. It almost got well, within Vegas at that point. It was a physical battle. There was nine lead changes in that game back in December. October, Hellebuck makes 46 saves. He was incredible, stole the Jets a point. And then the one back in October 20th, the Jets sucked in the first 15 minutes of that game. They let they got down 4 nothing and they couldn't get back well, in. Well, let's talk about those games. What was the difference? It was Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. So I don't know why that's that should be the first and foremost thing. Yeah. If if the Jets were to struggle in games, and they will, and in this series, they will. Without a doubt, yes. Connor Hellebuck's there for you. Yeah. And I, and I don't think um, I don't think they'll struggle like against the Golden Knights like they did for six straight games or for four straight games. No. I think they're going to have some momentum of their own. They're going to have some. But, and they know Loren Brassois. Mm-hmm. And they know Jonathan Quick. So, it, like I said, if it was the Oilers, I'd be in a different stand. But, but I think the Jets playing with – and you brought up the last month. To me, it, it can be questioned of, of who they are because, I mean, we've we've done this. No, I'm, I'm saying – Great it, three it, months, it, it bad three months, now they're bad. It certainly can be questioned. But what I'm saying is, is ha, hasn't that sort of – hasn't the last month and the last group of March games been right. like, okay, it is Jekyll and Hyde, but – but right now, it seems like there's a lot more confidence in their game when when we go back two months when they were just, I mean, they were they were flat. Let's Kyle Connor said, you know, we found our game again. Mm-hmm. And they have. They yeah. found their game again. This is what the Jets could be. I said this all year long and why people go, they, they suck. They're a bad team. Why do you keep? Because they're not. They are a good team. They are their own worst enemy. They really are. Show me some of their losses and tell me where they weren't the ones at fault. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll there's maybe five where the other team legitimately beat them while they were rolling and playing well. Yeah. The rest of the time they're not forechecking, they're not moving the puck, their power plays horrific. Like they are their own worst enemy. And the last three weeks they found their game again, and they need it. Now will that carry over? That's the question, right? Like that's why we're all going to debate this and say yeah. this and that, but. If they're not their own worst enemy and can play what they can play, like we've seen, including like last night's a prime example. They did damage with seven regulars out during the regular season. They went into Boston and lost by one goal with seven regulars out. Last night, <laughs> yeah. they didn't have any, and that wasn't a good hockey game. And I know McCarr wasn't there, but Colorado wasn't going full guns and trying to win this division. Yeah, of course they were. And they what did they lose by? So well, you, just you, saying, saw, like, you saw the Jets work. They were working but, last but night. But it's all on the top six. Yeah. Like, I know Hellebuck's a difference maker. I know we're going to talk Josh Morrissey and, and how he's got to play and all that. The top six needs to win this playoff. Now, the third line and Lowry's the yeah. best line. And Lowry, I agree with Randall, everything else. And they have to contribute and and one, win a game. Like, the third line in any series has to win a game or two. But it's all on the top six. Mm-hmm. If these guys want to, after five years of sense going to it and all the white noise and all the ups and downs, not only this season, but the last five years, it's on that crew of Shifley, Wheeler, Ehlers, Connor to say, how do we want to end this season? Yeah. It's I'm with you. Brett Hedigan, decision time. Yeah. Do you forget all of it? Do you want to go on a run like you have the last three weeks? Yeah. What do you want out of your time here? Yeah. And I'm not trying to be overdramatic. It's, no, it's on true. you. 
This is. I'm really- not even talking about the offseason yet. This is the playoffs again. Yeah. You've been here for how many years? You're facing the team that you went the furthest you've ever had, the most success you've had in your hockey careers. Can you collectively, along with Pierre-Luc Dubois, who will put the Knights on his back and drag him to the net, Yeah. do you want this series? And I think they do, and I think they win. I, I'm, you got me fired up, Jim. I agree with you. Now, here's the thing, too. The the Golden Knights, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. they got 12 players, all with over 10 goals. And so... They got there. It's 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 a score by everybody. Everybody contributes to the offense, um, and and there's obviously a lot more. Like I, I think going into this series, and, and we've seen that. I, I think we know who the Golden Knights are. Like I mean, like going back to the Jekyll Hyde thing, and they're we, good. Yeah, and they're, they're a good cons- team, and they're consistent. They're right, but I just I don't see. And with adding all that other stuff, the emotion of it. I mean, you can break games up into you can put it into computer. You can look at the numbers, but the emotion of a game can take over. And I think the Winnipeg Jets. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be more emotionally involved in this series. I, and, I, and I, I just think it's and, and I think the way that things have been going, I think that they're going to hit the ground running, and and I think they're going to give. I think they're going to give the Golden Knights more than they can handle as the series continues to go on here. But it's going to be up to. If the Winnipeg Jets, I see their top six as being better. They have more skill up there. Yes, they do. And this has been a conversation all throughout the season. It's it's added up. You know what? And they've they've fallen back into in, into into issues when they try to outscale teams instead of working hard. I, I I just think that that their game is right, their work ethic is right right now, and I think that the team over the last two months. Leading up to how they played five of six when the games mattered, Connor Hallebach making thirteen straight starts at the end. I think the team is emotionally engaged. I think they found their work ethic and they found their game, and they're going to give the Vegas Golden Knights all they can handle. We have a text here: desire alone won't get it done, but they have the talent. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, they need the desire to bring that talent to the forefront. the The days of taking a period or or a couple shifts off from the top six are over. You cannot take a shift off. But I don't know, like, how we've talked about Mark Scheifele a lot the last three weeks. There's a guy that the last three weeks has changed position and has, like, I don't think he's going to go back to, you have to want it. You have yeah. to make a decision, and I think they will. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. The slate is clean. Everything goes back to zero. And we begin the Stanley Cup playoffs on Tuesday, Game 1, late night in Vegas, followed by Game 2, Thursday, late night. Let's get it going here. Jets, Golden Knights. I've been, I have been. I want vengeance. I'm not on the ice. But I've carried that series with me for five years now. I want to see those Golden Knights lying all over the ice. Revenge is a dish best served cold and not at a buffet line at some hotel. Yeah. On the strip. Have you got the, have they okayed our trip to Vegas, by the way? Like, have we, have you, have you heard that? I sent like six emails last couple days. We just go and, and charge them. I'll just say, let's put it on course entertainment. Yeah. Get, get the okay. global sweatshirts on. We get on the plane. Who's and holding, who can I, who can, who's got the, who's got the credit card here? <laughs> who's got the company credit card? Yeah, maybe I have to do some. You just say that unit Global TV Unit Seven needs repairs, and you get the card, and we just go. Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB.